sometimes you think I'll forget. I don't forget that. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. I want to welcome all of our guests here with us this morning. I'm continuing with the message I started with, uh, and I titled this, Vision Gained, Vision Lost, and Vision Regained. That's just the way of the Lord. It's the way of life. You have a desire, you have a feeling, you have a dream. There's something in your heart that you want to accomplish. There's something that you feel like should belong to you. Whatever that is. And you think of good things, which God thinks about concerning your life. But for some reason, it seems like that's slipping away from you. Or it's already slipped away from you. And it seems like there is no hope. But I found out that God has a way of reawakening that dream, that vision, whatever it is. God that seems to be lost because of things that have come into your life. All kinds of issues, situations, circumstances that have come into your life. And Satan is telling you, God doesn't care about you. You made a mistake. This thing is gone from you. You can never have it. You don't have the resources. You're not smart enough. You're not good looking enough. This can't happen anymore. Just let it go. I'm saying to you, if you know Jesus, don't give it up. Don't let it go. If you know Jesus, it's never too late with him. I've told you several times here, what you have struggled to do for 50 years, God can accomplish in one day. So no matter what, it's never too late with God. And you can see this going through the whole scriptures all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It's like a thread. You can see this is the way of the Lord. This is the way God does things. So when you look at the scripture and you understand this is the way God does these things, then feel encouraged because God's not forgotten you. You're not forgotten. He knew you before you were born. When you connect with Him, that's why we're asking people, give your life to the Lord Jesus. Connect with your Maker. He created something in you before He sent you into the world. He wants you to accomplish something. Not just for yourself, for your children alone, but to bless people around you. And to bless, that's the way of God. And when you have that dream... And it's burning in your heart. And it's so strong. And for a while, I remember in my life, back when I was in the University of Georgia, some nights I had to beg God, could you please let me sleep? Because these thoughts were racing through my mind. Through my mind. And then things got busy. Some of those thoughts, I don't know if I will ever, be, I will ever get there. But by the grace of God, that's where I am. That's where I am. That's where I am. I, sometimes I'll laugh to myself. At night, as I, I was studying the scriptures, could hardly sleep, begging God, I can't sleep because there were good thoughts. It's a dream. It doesn't have to be about ministry. It could be business. But you need God. You need to be born again. 
you need to connect with your Creator. Because you, are, you have a dead spirit. God says, I will take that old heart out of your flesh. I'll give you a new heart. I'll give you a new spirit. A new life. That's why Jesus came. That you might have life and have it more abundantly. It runs all through the Old Testament. All the way to the New Testament. And I see, we talked about Joseph. <laughs> Joseph had a dream. And he went everywhere talking about it. He was a little boy. He couldn't stop. His brothers hated him for, hated him for it. But he won't quit telling them, I got a, be- a better dream. Believe me, this time, all of you guys, you're bowing to me, including mom and dad. Didn't know what it meant. The brothers didn't know what it meant. But then it seemed like the dream was lost. Because he was sold into slavery. But what was God doing? God was positioning him with difficulty, of course, for his flesh, positioning him for where God wanted him to be. And when the time came, God began to unveil it. And he came from, you know the story, he came all the way from prison. That's how low he had gone. All the way from prison, all the way to the throne. That's what God... How, did it, how long did it take? Just one day. One day. From prison standing before the king of the world. And all the way to being the governor. And king says, I don't govern anymore. I leave everything in your hands. Not only his brothers, but the whole world bowed. Bigger dream. Don't let it go. Not with Jesus. If God be for you, who can be against you? Don't let it go. Don't think on your own resources. That's never going to be enough. Not your own wisdom. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And He'll bring that dream to pass. You know, the Bible tells us of the, the mother, of, uh, mother and father of John the Baptist. I have the scriptures, but I just want to flow, okay? The mother of John the Baptist and the father, they belonged to the lineage of Aaron. They were priests. And I'm sure when they got married, they were thinking, this is wonderful. We're going to birth a child that's going to be a priest. He said, the Bible tells us in, in Luke chapter 1, that's the beginning of the story of the birth of Jesus. The, in Luke chapter 1, beginning from verse 1, it tells us this. And in verse 3, it begins to tell us about uh, Zachariah, who was a priest of the order of Abijah. And it tells us in verse 6 that both Zachariah and Elizabeth were very righteous before God. They were of the lineage of Aaron. So he was a priest. They were righteous before God and they walked in the way of God according to His commandments and His his ordinances blameless. They were righteous, the Bible tells us, before God and concerning His commandments, they kept everything. And not that they were not without sin, but they followed it and they followed the ordinances. Blameless. And then in verse 7 it says, but they had no child. They were young. 
They were dreaming of having a priest, a child, a man child to take over, work for God because they were righteous people. Now let me tell you this. If you are righteous before God, your dream will never die. If you live for God, your dream will never die. If it dies, God will reawaken it. It's called resurrection. Amen. God will resurrect that dream. And when he resurrects the dream, he fulfills it. They prayed. It seemed no answer. And they got older. And they continued to pray. God, this is not supposed to be with the children of Israel. You said no one can, shall be barren in the land. We are priests. We are righteous before God. People ask this question. Why does bad things happen to good people? Have you heard that before? Because when bad things happen to bad people, there's no news to that. Who cares? Right? Bad things happen to bad people? Yeah. We expect it, right? But when good things, when bad things happen to good people, that makes the news. Pastor. Have you seen that before? (laughs) I mean, it could be a pastor in uh, Ouagadougou. (laughs) No, not known. But then he's done something bad happened to him. Front page. Pastor. Have you seen that? And everybody wants to read. You know why? Satan doesn't like good news about you. He likes to spread bad news about you. And that's what was happening. I mean, Elizabeth and Zachary, I'm sure everybody was talking. If they were so righteous, how come they can't have a child? Or are you serving as a priest, but they can have a child? That doesn't happen. But they had prayed. And as they got older... It seemed like the vision was lost. Guess what? They were not praying anymore. He had given up, right? The vision was there when they were younger. But circumstances came in. Elizabeth was barren. And they thought, it's over. But you see, when you pray, it's recorded in heaven, never forgotten. No prayer goes unanswered. It may take 50 years. God still knows your prayer. He's he's answered it. If you read in Luke chapter 1, beginning from verse 11, it said uh, uh, Zechariah went into the the, uh, temple to burn incense because the Lord fell on him to burn incense. Now, did you know that to do that before God, for the most part with the priests, you only probably have one chance in a lifetime. That's the way it was with them. There were so many priests. If it fell on you to burn incense, probably that's the only time you do it in your lifetime. But it so happened, while he was old, he fell on him. The Lord fell on him to burn incense. And as he went in to burn the incense, at the right side of the table, the altar of incense, the angel of Gabriel stood. And he was troubled. You can read it. 
from verse uh, 11, Luke 1, 11 through 13. He was troubled by it. And fear fell on him. And the angel said to him, Don't be afraid. Your prayer is heard. And the, you know what I was What prayer are you talking about? Okay. What prayer? But he told him, Your prayer is heard. Your wife is going to give birth to a child. And you will call his name John. Let me tell you something. The Jewish man is given the right, the Jewish father is always given the right, that's his personal right, to name the child. You know what that means? When you name the child, that means that child is your responsibility. But you with John, God named him. Amen? That's the bigger vision. They wanted a child, just an ordinary child, that the father would take care of. But when God reawaken your vision, it's bigger than it was when he started. Amen? Can I hear an amen? Put your hands together for him. It's important. It's really important. When God awakens that vision, it's bigger than you. Much, much bigger. You don't have to. God says his name will be called John. So God's going to assume responsibility for this child. But um, Zachariah is like most of us. I call them unbelieving believers. He said, uh, now, how can I be sure of uh, beginning from verse 17? How can I be sure of what you're telling me? Because, you know, I'm old and my wife is also advanced in years. And the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the God your worship. Amen? I stand in his presence. And I was sent by him to bring you this message and this good tidings. But since you are an unbelieving believer, I will make sure you don't talk anymore because you can talk yourself out of this miracle and I'll make sure nobody can talk to you so that you, you won't know, they won't talk you out of the, this miracle. So he made him completely deaf and dumb. He couldn't speak. He wouldn't hear anybody. The last word he heard was what the angel told him. I like it. God slap them, keep them in a place so that they can... Re- Amen. <laughs> Lock you up until you get into that vision. You know what that was? When God does something like that, what he's doing is, you have time alone to think. I feel good. <laughs> you have time alone with God. You can talk to people, they can talk to you. He didn't believe the miracle. Now he had time. And when he came out, he couldn't talk. So he knows this is not ordinary man that spoke to me. Amen? This thing is true. He believed it. Amen? The vision was regained. I am going to have a son. Amen? I'm going to have a son. But the angel told him this. He says, 
this son that you are going to have, that's in verse, beginning from verse 15. I want to read this because I've since I want to point, point out here. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. It will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit. From his mother's womb. You see, when you have the Holy Spirit, you don't need wine. Hello. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is more than wine. Hallelujah. He is more than wine. The Holy Spirit is what makes you great. Notice what he says. Notice what it says. It's so amazing. Because the Holy Spirit is the wine in your life for you to draw people to God. That's what it is. He says, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. The Holy Spirit is wine inside of a Christian driving you not to stop talking about God until they come to Him. That's what makes you great in God. Why is it going to be great? He will turn many, not all of them, but many to God. If you have been born again and you want to be great in the sight of God, what you need to focus on it's one thing, how to turn many, but you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit. It reminds me about the, of, of the apostles. Jesus said, I don't want you going anywhere. I know you witnessed me. You witnessed the resurrection. I've been with you these 40 days. You know that I'm truly alive. And you are so excited. You feel, we can take the world. But Jesus said, no, don't go. Wait for the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit. And in verse 8 it says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses. So the Holy Spirit is for witnessing. To bring many to your God. That's what sets you apart. That's what sets a man apart. You know, Christians are so focused on their needs. All they want is God, me, my family, and mine. Mine, 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 mine. But you see, if you want to be great in the sight of God, if you want God and His angels to recognize you, Jesus said, if anyone who confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father in heaven. That means the angels, they know you. When you're telling people about Jesus and trying to bring them to him, God will kick all your troubles away from you because he doesn't want anything to disturb you. That's my child. He's doing that for me. He'll, he'll work with you. 
You will be great in his sight. You will be great in his sight. He says, John will go in the spirit and the power of Elijah. The spirit and the power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the disobedience to the wisdom of the just. What does that mean? The disobedience to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people. Every one of us were disobedient. The Bible says, all of us, like sheep, have turned to our own ways everywhere. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone is turned to their own way. That's disobedience. But John was anointed of the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. You see, to be born again is a is wisdom from God that comes into your life that tells you, I need God. That wisdom tells you there is a heaven and there is hell. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be with my father. He becomes so real to you, you will act on it. He's called the wisdom of the just. The just means those that are made righteous by God. And John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit to get that done. Now, I want to move on a little bit. Why did God do this? for Elizabeth and Zachariah. The Bible tells us that after she got, uh, um, Elizabeth got pregnant, she hid herself from the world for five months. Five months she hid herself. And this is what, what she said in beginning from verse 24. It says, Now after those days, his, wa- his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months. You know why? <laughs> An old woman, you know, maybe 70 years old woman, all wrinkled up and she's growing bigger. And people are saying, what's going on with her? <laughs> what's this? You know, if it's a small community, they gossip. People gossip too, you know, and I mean, it's all over the place. Have you seen her? She's looking really big in the stomach, right? Well, what's going on? Maybe she has a tumor or something, you know. Whatever that is. <laughs> in our world, something is not right. Cut all of those out. Amen? She hid herself. So no one is talking. Your husband got it. Both of them knew this was divine. The vision is rebirth. Now we can have a child. And then she said this, in verse 25, Thus the Lord has dealt with me. In other words, she's saying, God has dealt kindly with me. In the days when he looked on me. May God look on you today in Jesus' name. And the day, in the days when he looked on me to take away the reproach among people. When you are shamed because your vision didn't materialize. You had a goal, you had a dream and people are talking 
and they're wondering if this is this going to it's like a reproach over your life. God wants to take that away from you. Amen. She was glad that God had taken away our reproach. Let me say this to you. For every trial that a Christian goes through has a day to cease. You didn't hear me. There is a stop day for your trial. If you are a Christian, no matter how long it's been, if God allows it, there is coming a day when God says, today this is going to end. And that's your portion today in Jesus' name. Today, no matter what trial you're going through, no matter what's hurting your heart, no matter what pain you're going through in your heart, God's saying to you today, today is your day. That thing is coming to an end in the name of Jesus. Today is your day. The Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. And God's going to kick that thing out of your life. I need you to believe because the Bible says everything that is not of faith is sin. <laughs> you want to sin against God by not believing what I'm telling you now? I don't think you want to do that. So I want you to believe. Today is your day. Can I hear you say that? Today is my day. Let's say it again. Today is my day. With God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, it's not impossible. Don't talk to your friend about it. They will tell you, where were you going to, how are you going to get that resource to get it down? Look up to Him. To the heal. Whence comes your help? That's your God. That's the God. Now let me go further. Even the birth of Christ is a vision gained, vision lost, and God has a way of reawakening it. The children of Israel knew, because it tells us in, uh, I believe, Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, um, Jacob praying over Judah, he says, there was not go- the, scepter, the scepter will stay in your home. Until Shiloh comes. Shiloh means Jesus. A lawgiver is coming from you, Judah. And they all knew. The Jews knew. The new Messiah was coming. The new Messiah was coming. When things are really fine with them, just like with most of us, they forget about, they forget about Messiah. And so for 400 years, end of Malachi, 400 years, no vision, nothing. They were just living like anybody, any other country. They forgot about God. Nothing. But then the Romans came. They were, now they were looking for Messiah. <laughs> okay. They were looking for Messiah. Vision, rebirth. This time it was serious. They were all thinking about him. There were some that rose up. You can read in scriptures. Gamaliel told us some of them rose up and the people thought, oh wow, that's him. That's him. And they followed him and they were killed. They knew, Messiah, we need him now. They had that vision. You see, what I like to do is see, let you know he goes through the whole book. From Old Testament, that's the way God does his things. He reawakens it in them. And everybody's talking about it. 
They are expecting it. The Bible even tells us about John. Remember? When they saw John and they saw the way he was speaking, guess what they were thinking? <laughs> are you the Messiah? They wanted to know. They were looking for him. Not even before John, they were looking for him. The vision was rebirth. And they wanted Messiah. There's a time coming. Jesus is coming back again. God forbid you haven't made your peace with him. Because the Bible tells us there's going to come a time when two people will be walking in, uh, you know, doing, walking in a field or working in a field and one of them is taken away and the other one is wondering, what happened? Where did you go? Where did you go? And then you find out so many people are missing. I don't want to be in that place. Jesus is coming to take his people. And when that time draws near, our Christians will begin to yearn for it. Amen? They will begin to cry out, God, please come. We need you now. And when you see Christians talking much about that, you better, if you're not a Christian, <laughs> quickly get in church and go to the altar and say, God, I need you right now. Because it can happen. Now, I don't know. It could happen today. We don't know. We don't know. But they were looking for it. And after six months, an angel appeared to Mary. The same angel appeared to Mary and started speaking to Mary about the birth of Jesus. I'm going to read from verse 30, Luke chapter 1. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will receive you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. God has responsibility. He names this child. Amen? He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. In other words, he's going to be the son of God. And she was he was talking to Mary. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Now, David, now, Mary knew, I'm from the lineage of David, okay? This is, she knew he was, she was talking about Messiah. Amen? She knew it. Because she was from that house. They've been expecting it. He says, they will reign over the house of Jacob. Goes back to the one who talked about Shiloh. Amen? Talk about the one who talked about Shiloh. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. So I know Mary knew he, she, this Gabriel was talking about Messiah. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? Has that question ever confused you? Because it seemed like she, she asked the same question that Zachariah asked and Zachariah's mouth had to be shut. No. There's a big difference here. Mary was asking for clarification. She knew the Messiah was going to come from a virgin. She knew that. Isaiah chapter 9. She knew that. She knew the scripture. So basically, how I tell me, I want more. I need to know how this is going to happen. I don't know a man. I'm a virgin. I need how, how is this going to happen? Tell me. 
He said, that's why it was easy for her to believe. Because she knew what was going to happen. Tell me how God's going to do it. I'm a virgin. I know. She knew. Messiah, that's coming. Born by a virgin. And this is what the angel said to her. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. How is this going to be? The Holy Spirit. (coughs) Excuse me. The Holy Spirit. Every vision, every dream, if it's going to be fulfilled, has to be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. If it's from God. The Holy Spirit was there in the creation. He says, the world was without form and void, but then the Holy Spirit was overshadowing the deep. Amen? So, no matter what your problem is, if you need a child, what do you need? The Holy Spirit. Can you say that with me? You need to be healed. What do you need? The Holy Spirit. You need your business to prosper. What do you need? The Holy Spirit. Your husband is acting crazy. You want God to deal with him. What do you need? The Holy Spirit. Your wife is a real problem. Don't talk to her. What do you need? The Holy Spirit. You need your dream fulfilled. The Holy Spirit. Your children are walking wayward and you're thinking, what am I going to do? I can't help it. God, help me. God replies, how is this going to happen? How? The Holy Spirit. That's what we need. The Holy Spirit. You see, whenever the Holy Spirit comes into a situation, there's got to be a change. Something new happens. Power is giving. I just don't understand people. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I have no apology. I speak in tongues. It helps me. Many times I have so many problems, I don't know which one to start with. In prayer. <laughs> so I, I just go to the Holy Spirit. Talking to God. Because it's a heavenly language. When the Holy Spirit overshadows you, something new from God is about to be birthed. That's what we need. The Holy Spirit. And it's freely given to all of us. He came. Jesus made the way for the Holy Spirit to come into your situation. You need your business to prosper. Call on God and He'll send the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. John was anointed with the Holy Spirit where? From his mother's womb. If you are going to do something of significance, you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. If you say you don't need the Holy Spirit, that means you think you have what it takes to get it done. And God will say, okay, you do it. Let's see how it will turn out. 
So you get the praise for yourself. It's the Holy Spirit. Let everyone cry out for the Holy Spirit. The disciples were very clear. Once you get born again, start to desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He changes a man's life. He changes your vision. That's what was with Mary. This is the Christmas story. The Christmas story would not be without the Holy Spirit. Mary wanted to know how this great miracle is going to happen. A woman that's never been with a man, a virgin, giving birth. How is it going to, how is it possible? How? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's all we need. It's amazing. Right after she talked to, he talked to Mary about it, Mary had no question. She said, let it be to me according to your word. When you receive the word of God, amen, the Holy Spirit is already there. Hello. When you fight the word of God, no Holy Spirit. She didn't resist. She said, let it be according to the word coming from heaven. I don't know when the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and whether she was yelling, oh, I feel something. I don't know. My stomach, oh no, something is going on. I don't know. But once she said to the, the angel, let it be to me according to what I just heard. The Holy Spirit took over. Amen? I don't know if she felt anything. But I love, love what she, the, the angel did. The angel needed to make sure this vision was solid in her. So he gave her a secret. You know, you know your cousin Elizabeth? She's pregnant. And she's been six months now. Mary said, really? That old woman got pregnant? This is real. Hello? This is real. And she says, I've got to go check this out. Amen. Don't talk to unbelieving believers when God is doing a miracle to you. Amen. Find right people. People through whom God is doing stuff, that's who you want to talk. If you talk to those that are already sour about God, they'll discourage you and tell you, <laughs> where did you hear that from? What have you been drinking? I get, get lost. Let's talk reality. Don't listen to their reality. In fact, don't go back to them. Find those that will listen. Amen? And will get excited. And that's what God did. God sent Mary to Elizabeth. And she went there, and when she saw Elizabeth, mama, pregnant, she said, wow. And she said, hey, Elizabeth. And John the Baptist says in the womb, wow. <laughs> the Bible says she, she was, he, John was filled with the Holy Spirit right there. Once Mary spoke, the whole miracle came to be. No doubt. The dream fulfilled. Amen. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Like I said in the beginning of this sermon, today is the day of my turnaround. Did you hear God's word? Just like Mary, would you receive the word today? Would you receive the word today that this is the day of the turnaround for my life? I believe for the Ark Fellowship, today is the day of the turnaround for the Ark Fellowship because Today is the day of the turnaround 
for your life. And you are the part of... The Ark Fellowship is not this building. That's you. Amen? So I want you to receive that. This 2017 is going to be an incredible year if you will walk with God for your life. Some of us will be so shocked at what God is doing. Like a man said, God, you are blessing me so much. Is something wrong? What's going on? That's what, that's your portion for this coming year. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? A louder one. Let me feel like you really believe it. Yes, we believe. Say what? I believe. I believe. Yes, God is able to. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So we will be believing God for the impossible this 2017. Can I hear an amen? That's what we believe. God's going to do it for us. And it starts right now. Amen? Bow your heads with me. Thank you for letting me take liberty of the time. God's with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? No circumstance, every negative circumstance is subject to change. At the name of Jesus, God will raise up a standard against the enemy when the enemy comes against your life like a flood. God will raise up a standard against him for every one of you here this morning, hearing my voice. God's already raised up a standard against the enemy of your life. He is greater than all. Amen? God is greater. This time is a time that I usually give opportunity for those who want to make commitments, want to give their lives over to God. God, I've tried it my way. I guess there's a song like that. I did it my way. It's never good to do it your way. <laughs> Not with God. You do it His way. Amen? You've done it your way. How far have you gone? Let's turn it over to Him today. Amen? If you're here this morning, every one of us, we need to make a commitment before the end of this year. I'm going to serve God fervently. I'm going to seek God fervently. I'm not, playing any, I'm not playing games anymore with God. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to follow after my God. Hard after my God. That's what we want to do this morning. And if you're doing that, with the connection card, let me know you're making a commitment. But I want every one of us to make a serious commitment to serve God more this coming year. If all of us are in agreement... When the children of Israel, the Bible says, your people have made themselves ready. Therefore, God, you must bless them. When we as a whole decide we will serve God with no reservation, watch out what God's going to do. So I need you, please stand up with me, everyone here this morning. We are going to commit our lives to God and we are going to say to God, we will serve you, no reservation. If that's you and you really mean it today, Watch out what God is going to do for us this 2017. It will be a different year for every one of us. Can I say an amen? And I'm just speaking because I'm pastor. I'm speaking because I believe in God. And I know that God is here this morning. And God wants to do great works among us. Amen? We will serve God. 
every one of us with your hands raised so the Father look up to you today. Tell him that you are making a commitment to him to serve him in every capacity. No holding back. No turning back. No looking around. I'm going to serve God. Say with me, God, I will serve you with no reservation. I will serve you with everything that I have. From the bottom of my heart, I will do what you ask me to do. I will speak what you ask me to speak. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated.